we are very excited, Philadelphia Flyers, uh, to officially introduce the 21st coach in franchise history, Elaine Vigneault. Um, you guys heard a lot from me the other day about it, but again, just before Elaine makes some remarks, I just want to emphasize it's, it's unusual and, and uh, difficult to find coaches like Elaine. Um, coaches like this are, are rarely available and we're, we're thrilled he's decided to join us. This combination uh, of coaching expertise, tactical expertise, his use of personnel, his experience, his track record of winning, uh, define him, in, in our opinion, as one of the top coaches in the, in the National Hockey League. So uh, with that, I'll allow Elaine to uh, make some remarks and then we'll open it up. Good morning, everyone. Um, before I start, I'd like to, uh, first of all, thank Chuck, uh, Paul Holmgren, Dave Scott for uh, giving me this opportunity. I'm uh, really excited uh, to be here. I wanted to get back into coaching. I love to coach. What I was looking for in my new opportunity to coach were three things. First thing I was looking for was an opportunity to win. An opportunity in the short term to win a Stanley Cup. When I look at and analyze the parts that we have here in Philly, when I look at and analyze the options that we have in improving this team, it gets a check mark for me. Second thing that I was looking for in my next opportunity was the possibility to work with a general manager that um, shared a lot of the same ideas as far as building a winner, building a hockey culture that um, developed players, made this a possible high-end winning environment and uh, a place where players, coaches, management would want to be. And after having uh, in-depth, a few in-depth discussions with uh, Chuck, got another ch a check mark. The third thing that I was looking for was a first-class organization. In the, today's competitive NHL, to be able to win, you need a total commitment from ownership. And there's no doubt that we have that here. So my three check marks were there. Uh, had a very good and uh, straight and honest conversation with Chuck. Felt very comfortable. Accepted the position with the Flyers. Happy to be, be here, excited to be here. Ready to answer any of your questions. What about your, your first check mark there? What, what are the pieces that told you that this team is, is ready to win sooner rather than later? Well, you look at, uh, in my mind, three things. Uh, there's some solid youth with a lot of upside here that um, is uh, coming to its on its own. There's great goaltending, uh, being one of those uh, young uh, youth pieces. There's a uh, solid core group that in my mind needs the right direction. And uh, you've got the combination also of, uh, you know, some solid veteran players that, uh, you know, have been in the league a few years uh, that can still contribute at a high level at this league. So there are some solid pieces uh, that in my mind, and after discussing it with a lot of people that uh, 
I respect their opinion in the NHL. They feel that the, the Flyers are uh, a, a very good team that uh, with the proper direction, the proper mindset, uh, the proper culture, and people working together uh, will be a, a very good team in the near future. Elaine, when you see the way the Islanders have quickly uh, transformed themselves with a new coach, do you think that's possible here in Philadelphia? Well, the, I, first of all, the, the job that uh, Barry did in uh, Long Island is uh, an incredible job. Experienced coach that went in there uh, with a definite mindset on what he felt needed to be done, and you got to give him full credit and full marks for what he did. I believe that um, I know what it takes for a team to have success uh, on a consistent basis. Um, and uh, that's what I intend to do here w with the Flyers. Uh, I uh, believe that uh, it, you know, with uh, the proper uh, direction, a proper uh, coaching staff, coaching staff working with management, uh, that the Flyers, with uh, the potential that is on this team, uh, will be a, a very good team in the near future. To follow up on that, as an outsider looking in, what do you think prevented the Flyers from making the playoffs this year? You know, my assessment would be an unfair one because I didn't follow uh, the Flyers, you know, any closer than I followed any other team this year. Um, from the outside, from talking to different people, uh, probably a, a, little, a lot of inconsistency, you know, being able to win quite a few games in a row and losing quite a few games in a row. So I would say to you, uh, uh, I want to get to know the players. I'm not coming in here as far as any pre preconceived notions about anybody. Uh, they can come in here, uh, show me what they they can do, show me the type of you know player they are, but also what type of person they are, their team first attitude, and I will do everything that I have to do uh, to make this team win. What are, what are your views on leadership? I mean, that's a big discussion here. It's been for a while. You've been described as player's coach, a guy that you know depends on the room to police itself and such. Do you see that as a big deal, or do, do people make more of it? You know, I believe as a coach, uh, you've got to adapt yourself to the team that you have in front of you. If you have a uh, young younger team, you've got to help them grow and one of the things that you help them grow is you know who has those leadership qualities that you can help to become not only the player that he can be on the ice but the player that he can be in the dressing room throughout my time i've i've felt and i believe that the best form of leadership is the one where a player has the power to influence um, you can influence in many different ways, whether it be, uh, you know, vocal leadership, leadership by example, uh, leadership by helping. Uh, that's uh, true to, to oneself. You know, every person is different. Every person brings something uh, different to the table. I don't know th uh, these players personally. I've only talked to one so far, and uh, that's Claude Giroux. Um, but um, I will get to know them, and I'm very confident in my capabilities of helping players grow. Never too old to, to learn something, uh, never too old to develop, 
And uh, <clears throat> but I, I will say to you that, that leadership by influence, where you know a player can um, can take advice from a coach, and this is you know the attitude that we need, <clears throat> and he goes out and he influence influences two or three other guys and those three two or three other guys influences two or three other guys assistant coaches influences a player to do the right thing i've really felt throughout my time uh, in the nhl that that is the most powerful form of leadership Clearly, Claude Giroux leads by example. Clearly, Virginia leads by example. Mm -hmm. They're both very, very reticent to really say, you know, do you need to jump up and down? Simmons apparently was the guy who got into people when he played very well. He was able to do that more. Do you need at least one of those by the time the You know, <clears throat> in my experience, two of the best leaders I've ever had were Danielle and Henrik Sedin. Good people didn't say much when they did talk everybody listened uh, coaches too uh, so I mean every team is different you change one piece in a, in a team and you're changing the dynamics of that team so there might be some young guys that are in our system right now that are a little bit more vocal because I'm sensing from your question that this is an issue here from from your end here <laughs> so <clears throat> i'll i'll just say that um give me time here to uh to understand uh, what i'm working with and i i will say to you that if there is no one you know vocal as it was back in the days that won't stop uh, a team from winning when you look at the Flyers and coaching against them, what struck you? What can you use from that to know better, even though you know those players so individually, but just their tendencies, just having seen them play? What is that? Well, there's there's definitely a you know a high skill level up front, and from my side of the bench, I could sense you know a willingness to win. Like you've got some players on that team that you could sensed by their energy level and and their commitment level uh that they were they were in this to win so it's my job now that i'm on the other side of the bench to to use that and to give them what they need to to work the right way to go on the ice and do the things that permit a team to have success cons consistently and i've got a very good idea of what that is, and that's one of the things that I'm going to bring to this team. Elaine, you, see, Elaine, you, you, you see this as a <coughs> similar team that you took over with the Canucks and the Um, You know, when when I took over um, the Canucks, it was a, a, a younger team where they had uh, some very young pieces that uh, were starting to grow and, and coming, you know, coming together. Uh, so I was part of, of, of their development and their growth. Um, when I went to the Rangers, there were maybe less, uh, as far as, as younger players, maybe a, a more veteran group. So I believe as, as a coach, you have to coach what you have in front of you. But I will say that in today's NHL, teams that have success and staffs that have success have to be able to handle young players know how to 
get them to understand what it is to become a pro and help them in their development and their understanding of the game and their understanding of what it is to be a good teammate. You have to be able to also work with your core players to make them understand the culture that you're trying to install in your group, what is acceptable, what the standards are, what we're looking to accomplish. And on a lot of those teams, the third component you have are you know older veterans that might not be able to perform at the same way that they once were, but bring an intangible that's really important to the chemistry of a dressing room. And if you can work with those players, show them the respect that they deserve through their years in the league, they can be a big asset to a team and an organization. So I believe firmly that anyone that's had success for a sustained period of time in the NHL at my level has been able to work with young players, core players, and older players. And if you can do that uh, and you work well with management, uh, you can get a lot done. Well, without a doubt, um, a, a lot in my mind goes in the development of young players. Uh, it starts probably a lot before uh, you know they get to to my stage at the, the NHL level with uh, you know the development coaches, um, the, the strength and conditioning coaches, uh, but at my level, at our level, there's not one coach that will not play a player that will permit him to win. I firmly believe that talent has no age. So if a guy 19 can step in and help the Flyers win and be competitive, he's going to play. Talent has no age. So you just have to um, you know, put players, young and old, and your core guys in situations where they can best best help the team, and if you do that, then uh, you're going to win more games than you lose. Elaine, one of the criticisms from the New York media, anyway, was that you did not use. Did I get criticized by the? New York? <laughs> you know that w that would be a first. <laughs> yes. One of the criticisms was that you did not use young players enough. In New York. Mm -hmm. uh, do you think that was unfair criticism? You know, I'm not perfect. Uh, I know that there's a lot of areas that uh, I can get better at and I'm working to get better at. I would say to you that, uh, you know, in, in my time in Vancouver, I, I was criticized the same way, you know, certain players. If, if you dig deep and, and you take a look, like Vancouver, for instance, uh, uh, three of the players that I was most criticized about, uh, one retired at 26, one was a, a, a good role player as far as minor leaguer and coming up to the NHL level, and the other one had took him a while to, to sort out his personal issues, and God bless him, he did sort it out, and he's become a pretty good NHL player. But you look at all the young players, you take the drafts that I had in Vancouver and how they developed and they played, do the same thing with the Rangers. And there weren't a ton of young players uh, during my time with the Rangers that came up in the system because of where that organization was at the time. Was I perfect with all of them? No, and, and I don't think anybody is. But I think my, my record is, is pretty good with younger players. It's pretty good with 
core players as far as them coming into a season and having strong performances and it's also good with older players so you know everybody has their opinion I respect I respect that I don't necessarily agree with that but for me that's just uh, part of the coaching job that you have to do and uh, some people are, are going to like some of the things that you know Chuck and I do and uh, I do with my staff and some other people aren't going to like it as much but at the end of the day what you know what we have to do we have to win They just by looking at me, can't you tell? Can't you tell with the with the beard? <laughs> I uh, I've been looking. I, I told my mother that uh, when I got let go last year, I was letting the beard grow, and um, I was looking for a job <laughs> to, 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 to to shave it off. So that's my my next objective. But <clears throat> you know, this um, gave me a year away from the game. Uh, it put. Um, put a lot of things in perspective for myself about how, how much I love the game, how much I love to coach, and I, how much I need one more thing. In my bucket list, I need one more thing. I need to win a Stanley Cup. I've come close twice. Uh, I've, been, I've been very lucky to work for three gr great organizations, the Montreal Canadiens, the Vancouver Canucks, and the New York Rangers. I've come close twice. And I think this will be the right one. I really believe that we've got some strong pieces. Chuck and I have talked in depth about uh, the areas that we're hoping that we're going to be able to improve. It might not happen quickly, but we feel that we're going to be able to do it. And um, I'm just, uh, after a year off and figuring out that I'll never be the golfer that I thought I would be, <laughs> then uh, it's time for me to get back to work. From your, from your conversation with Chuck, you were feeling that by the time the training camp opens, all the radically different roster than the one you're dealing with right now. No, I mean, that, that's a big term. We've got, we've got some real good players here. Um, and these good players in uh, certain phases of seasons have performed at a, an extremely high level. So now it's my job, and I know that I can do that. I can get them to be more consistent. The way that I prepare a team for, for games, I believe, permits a player to understand and understand what he needs to do against that team to be successful. But I, I'm also uh, very adamant that a player has his part to do in that. You know, player... At the end of the day, this is a team sport, but you're accountable to your preparation and to your performance. Player has to get in today's language, I guess, you gotta get into your mental zone where you can go on the ice and perform, and perform at a high level and compete at a high level. Well, that's a player's responsibility. We're, we're going to help them understand how to, how to do it, but at the end of the day, players have to be able to do that. You do that, you can be consistent, and you do that, and you're showing that you're a true professional. This could be for either of you. Have you picked uh, a coaching staff? And if not, uh, when do you expect it? Well, um, Elaine, uh, you know, we went through the uh, interview and process last week and, and got the contract done uh, earlier this week. And he's, uh, he's also committed to be the head coach for Team Canada. <coughs> 
at the World Championships, and they've just finished up a few days of meetings, which is why, uh, you know, this press conference happened now. So, you know, to make a, I guess, a long story short, we're we're going to talk a little bit more today and a little bit over the next week or two. But I don't think it's going to be a uh, a rush to to hire a rush to judgment here. And I know uh, I'll, I'll let Elaine speak to it, but I'm sure he'll speak to the existing people here first, the people already on staff, and try to get to know some people and and. Uh, We'll have a good discussion. We'll go from there. Yeah, like for me, uh, just to compliment there what, what Chuck said, this happened rather quickly. I had prior um, engagement, so I, I apologize for not being here uh, when this was announced, but I had committed uh, uh, with Hockey Canada for a three-day of uh, work session with my coaching staff and the management staff, so I couldn't get here before. Uh, but. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind that uh, the coaching staff that uh, is here at, at this time is uh, very solid and very competent. So I do want to take the time to uh, talk to those guys in the, hopefully in the next week before I, le I leave uh, for Europe. And uh, then Chuck and I are going to circle back and figure out what's best for this group. Fifty times last year this team fell behind by I can tell you that's not a secret for success. No. So, <laughs> see how sharp I am? Eh? <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, listen, again, I'll go back to uh, what I just mentioned about the way I prepare my teams. I think that will have a, a very solid impact, but let's not shy away from the players' responsibilities in this. It is their responsibility to get themselves in that mental state, that mental zone where you go on out on the ice and you execute, you perform, you compete. And I'm going to make sure that each and every one of our players understands his part in this and I'm, my, I am and my staff are going to do our part as far as giving them the information that they need for the coming opponent and what they need to do to have success as a team against that opponent. There's a lot of talk for <coughs> successful teams uh, that they have to have an identity. You know, identities can be different for you know, one identity might not work for one team, but successful teams tend to have that identity. For you, is an identity of a team, is there one specific type of identity you'd like your teams to take on, or you basically just build that around the pieces that are there? Well, you definitely build it around the pieces that are there, but I really believe in today's game that high-tempo, take-our-game-to-them approach uh, where uh, you, know, you have uh, Ds supporting the attack, Ds jumping up in the play, forwards... Um, making the right decisions with the puck. Um, you know, the, when the other team has the gap and there's no space to make a play, there is one play to make. That's get it behind them. That's high percentage. You don't hurt your team. So um, I'm going to make sure that our team understands the details of the game that are going to permit them to win. And I'm... Uh, Hopefully, and, and I've looked, and Chuck and I have talked uh, about this in length, that we feel that we've got a good skating, good skilled team that can play a high tempo, a good puck pursuit game, 
and we need to make sure that this team has the right mindset to use his qual the, its qualities and its attributes. And uh, we w I'm confident that we're going to do that. Thank you. you said you haven't met the guys yet, but at this point, what is the first order of business for you, the first issue you'd like to address, kind of thing that's top the to-do list for this team? Um, right now, because of uh, my schedule, uh, I would like to uh, f first meet uh, and talk to the coaches that are here. So if I have a decision to make moving forward, I can quickly talk to Chuck. And since I'm going to be gone for the month of May, uh, I can probably start, if I do need to start a process uh, during that time. Uh, but um, I'm um, definitely going to, in the, in the very near future, uh, start to uh, get in contact with some of the players. I'm going to uh, definitely uh, talk to uh, our conditioning staff here to make sure that uh, everybody has left the, with uh, their personal programs uh, where they know what they need to do as far as the physical demands. Um, so there's quite a few things on my agenda right now, uh, but I'm very confident that uh, with uh, Chuck's help and, and his group that uh, we'll be able to take him one at a time. and. Uh, Come training camp, where we're going to be ready to go. Can you share some of your conversation with Claude Giroux and uh, what was? Uh, do you know Claude from the from the past? Um, you know, I know Claude. Uh, I don't know him personally. Um, I know him because I coached the Hull Olympics and he played for the Hull Olympics, with which are now the the Gatineau Olympics. Um, I would say to you, uh, players and coaches' conversations are, are private. But I, I, I would say that it was, it was more of me reaching out to him to introduce myself. Uh, everything that I've heard about him, because he spends his summers in Ottawa and I spend my summers in Gatineau, uh, everything I've heard about him is, is this passion to win. Now I've just got to channel that energy in the right direction. So it was more about me introducing myself, maybe trying to convince him to come and play for Team Canada. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm not putting any pressure on him. Uh, maybe I am. No, no, I'm not, not, I'm not putting any pressure on him. Uh, you know, Claude's a smart young man. Um, he's going to do what's best for, for himself right now. And, uh, again, everything I've heard about him as far as uh, uh, his willingness to, to bring a champion to, to Philly is... Uh, is nothing but extremely positive. Did you convince him to play for Team Canada? No, you know what? I, I, uh, that was my last sentence. Then we, we talked for, I want to say, 15 minutes there. We just basically about who we are, not much about, basically almost nothing about the Flyers. And at the end, I just said, hey, if you want to come and help me uh, with Team Canada. And he says, I'm just going to need a little bit of time here to, to sort this out. So it wasn't, wasn't any pressure on my part, and he's free to make the call he wants. Had your previous jobs, you had immediate success in year one. Uh, why do you think you were able to accomplish that so quickly, so early at three stops? You know, I, I firmly believe that players, and I've talked about this throughout the, the press conference, the direction. Players look for direction. If you give a player and a team, but a player, a, a path to you do this, you do this this way, you put in this time, you're going to have success and you do the same thing with your team, they're going to follow you.
and uh, that's those are my intentions here individually and team wise I'm extremely excited to be here in Philly I mean this is you know without a doubt one of the best franchises in the National Hockey League and uh, in my mind and after talking to a lot of the people that uh, have been in the game that know this franchise uh, this team is is on the upswing and we're here to uh, work on winning and bringing a cup.